everybody. Welcome back to the Everybody Trades Podcast with your host, John Miller. Coming to you, recording live from beautiful, well, beautiful and muggy this afternoon, downtown Columbia, Missouri in my fancy new studio. Well, fancy because it has paint on the walls now and I have furniture, so that's all very exciting. So that's what's new in my world, but who cares about my world? You want to hear about the world. And of course, if you're following the news, the world, etc., you can't get away from Brett Kavanaugh, can you? And not just Brett Kavanaugh, but more importantly, the hearings, the rumor, the innuendo. Frankly, you've heard all the takes at this point on all the allegations. So I'm going to pass over that because frankly, all the allegations and all the takes have been made at this point. And on this show, when others zig, I zag. So let's talk about what, in my opinion, would be a lot more helpful. Let's talk about something that really matters. What's Brett Kavanaugh going to do when he gets on the court? And for very specifically, there's one angle that I am very interested in. And I know that Judge Andrew Napolitano agrees with me because before all of this came down and we knew that Judge Kavanaugh was likely going to be nominated by President Trump, here was what we were talking about this summer. The particular sticking point with Senator Paul and Senator Lee and those of us that believe the Constitution means what it says is the Fourth Amendment because Judge Kavanaugh has written that intelligence is not covered by the Fourth Amendment, meaning the NSA can spy all it likes. The Fourth Amendment only regulates law enforcement. That is not so. And with the exception of his opinion, there's no there's no opinion holding uh, that. So obviously what Judge Napolitano is concerned about is a further eroding of individual liberties and protections. I actually hate that word because it's usually in regard to regulations these days. But in this particular case, I'm using protections and protections via the Constitution, protections that were written in to protect the individual from the government and other people encroaching on themselves or their property. Specifically in the case of Kavanaugh's nomination to more civil liberty-minded libertarians, that wing, we're much more concerned about the Fourth Amendment among all of the things. We think, frankly, a lot of libertarians like Judge Napolitano, he has said that his Fourth Amendment, Judge Kavanaugh's views of the Fourth Amendment are disqualifying in his opinion. But again, this is something we're not talking about because we're mired in rumor and innuendo from the 1980s. And again, I'm not going to even go there, because what value could my opinion possibly add? I don't think there's anything unique that I can provide here. But again, specifically, what really is is the judge getting to here with the, the decision he's, the looming decision he's alluding to? They will eventually be hearing, I'm holding up my iPhone, whether or not the computer chip in this iPhone is protected by the Fourth Amendment, whether the government needs a warrant in order to get into or get access to this uh, iPhone. The cases are all over the place. Now, I once asked Justice Scalia about this, and he said to me, you know, I don't think I should answer because I know that case, is, I asked him this in front of an audience, yeah. that case is making its way to the Supreme Court. So there you go. A court with Judge Kavanaugh on it, the next Supreme Court and whatever form it takes, is almost certain to decide what level 
of prying the government is able to do into your smartphone. This is a very specific thing that is going to affect all of us. And if you think this is conspiracy, tinfoil hat nonsense, let me give you some recent examples of how the Supreme Court has restricted our liberties in very obvious ways. James Bovard at Mises.org wrote an excellent piece recently entitled The Supreme Court, Why the Stakes Are So High. And in his piece, Bovard highlights three cases, only three decisions that happened in the Supreme Court that have happened in my lifetime that have severely hampered all of our civil liberties. And here, let me give you those examples. In 1990, the case of Michigan versus Sitz, the Supreme Court upheld that drunk driving checkpoints are legal because even though individuals are stopped without any cause, without any warrant or anything of the sort, since all the Supreme Court decided that since all the citizens traveling through this checkpoint are treated equally poorly, equally without constitutional support, then then it's constitutional, then it's okay. It's this type of attitude that led us to where we are today with the TSA, where the government is able to poke us, prod us, fondle us, do whatever it wants, so long as it does it to all of us equally, so long as our property and our bodies, our cavities occasionally, are violated equally, then it's okay, according to the Supreme Court. In 2001, the case of Atwater versus Lago Vista essentially held that any minor offense that police can detain or arrest any individual for any minor offense whatsoever, what is called a picayune offense. Now, what's the problem with that, of course? Well, just to take an obvious example of the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of laws on the federal registers alone, much less the state and local ordinances all throughout this country, if almost any of us take our tax return, I actually forget the almost, if any of us take a tax return that is more complicated than a 16-year-old's wages at Denny's, Every single one of us, you take our return to 10 different accountants, and you will almost certainly get multiple different answers, if not 10 different answers, on what your final taxable income is and what you owe the IRS. So it's easy to see that if the IRS, if the federal government, if whomever, if the police, if they want you to be arrested, they can find something that you've done wrong. It's quite easy. Again, if the accountants, the professionals whose job it is to make sure that you're complying with federal regulations, with the IRS tax code, if they're coming back to you when it's their profession with different information, with different answers every single time, who could possibly say with any certainty that they're not violating any laws? And again, if according to Atwater versus Lago Vista, you can be arrested for any reason, we're all in trouble. We're all in some level of danger. And finally, in 2004, the case of Kelo versus New London, it essentially scuttled the Fifth Amendment's taking clause, which restricts the government's use of eminent domain. 
So essentially now all governments in America must do to, to take your property is to promise that the net benefits to society will be greater in the future than what that property would have previously been able to provide under its just owner. As Mr. Kander writes, this sweeping decision makes private property rights contingent on political candor, the shakiest of foundations. Indeed, I would agree with that 100%. So, as you can see, does any of this sound nutball to you? Do you still think I'm the tinfoil hat guy from King of the Hill? Am I still that guy to you, or do I have maybe some po- maybe a point here? Because here's the deal with civil liberties and freedom in general. They aren't all taken away from you overnight because people would protest. People would notice, more importantly. But like the lobster that is being boiled in a pot, you don't throw him into the pot of, sco- of boiling water immediately. No, you put the lobster in the pot and you slowly boil him to death. See, by the time the lobster even realizes he's boiling, it's too late and he can't get out of the pot. And unfortunately, this is where we are when a TSA agent has a digit in one of your orifices. Yes, I'm exaggerating a tiny bit, but let's be honest, not all that much. Not all that much. So, But hey, what am I saying? Let's talk more about what happened at a high school party in 1982, right? Let's play some grab ass. Let's play devil's triangle. What was this? Okay, enough already. I've had it. A quick update. It's Friday. The market's closed. I'm ready to get out of here. Have a good one, everybody. Have one on me. It's been the Everybody Trades Podcast.